This episode is brought to you in part by members of the Geek Therapy Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you too can become a member, help support our growing network of podcasts, and get access to exclusive content. For more information, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. My name is Osoy Cardona with Lauren Keller. Hello. And Alima too. What up, what up, what up? And no Lara this week. She's Aww. sad. Aww. Yeah, I know. But no, we don't we don't need to be sad. She's having a ton of fun. Yeah. She's at WonderCon. WonderCon. <gasps> she goes to all the cons. WonderCon is a good con to go to. WonderCon's pretty good. Pretty we good. had a good time there, Houseway, when we were there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's 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 big, but it's not too big. It's I wondrous. Like it. It's wondrous. Yep, yep. And right it's right next, next to Disneyland. Disney. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we got a new uh, Patreon member this week. So welcome, Woo. Dylan, and thank you. Yeah, Yay. Dylan. Thank Woo-hoo. you. You are a patron. Welcome, Dylan. You are a patron. We love you. <laughs> if you if, if we're trying to make shorter episodes, you can't make everything a jingle, Ali. <sighs> this is just not going to work. <laughs> but it's like my superpower and kryptonite. who's kryptonite exactly (laughs) whoever is subjected to my to my singing so i want everybody to know including uh uh, lauren that um ali before we started recording he told me he saw justice league and then we Mm. left it at that he didn't say Mm -hmm. anything else Mm -hmm. so i'm glad the last two weeks um (laughs) have had a have had such a positive effect on on our relationship yeah, I really don't want to <laughs> yuck your yum. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. good. It feels it feels like a win. Yeah. All right. So this week I wanted to start with a talking about the library. So the GT library is library. <laughs> Stop it, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> so the GT library is a project that Geek Therapy has been working on for a while. It is, it's one of those things where the follow through hasn't been as great. I, I don't, I don't know uh, how good you guys are with follow through. There's a with with Geek Therapy, I have tons and tons of ideas, and we only do about a fourth of them, which is. Like, that's why I'm a, I'm an advocate for um, aiming very high <laughs> because if you aim really really high and add a f- whole bunch of stuff to your list, um, if you accomplish just a fraction of it, you may be uh, more productive than most. I think. So the GT library is one of those things that has uh, been core to what we wanted to do. The idea is that these conversations that we have here, I think, are really important. Um, they're they're like. The reason why Geek Therapy started was because I had conversations with people like you guys who are my friends, but were also, in my opinion, very smart and insightful. Go on. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they're wonderful and, and they're just super smart and mm-hmm. wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And like most podcasts, you, you get to a point where you're like, man, we should record this and put it out as a podcast. That's a, it's like a joke in the podcasting world, but it's also how most podcasts start. And, and so I think that these conversations are really important. And at some point... Uh, Laura and I uh, got to talking and we wanted something that was a resource, really. So it's the GT library is is based on Patrick O'Connor's Comicspedia. He created this database of comic books where the idea was for therapists to to look up these different comics by themes and somehow use them to to talk about 
um, different issues in, in therapy. And then Laura and I, we, we talked about it. And based on the things that we liked and didn't like about it, we said, we, can, we, we should make our own version. <laughs> and for a whole year before um, you guys came on, the what we did was every week, essentially, we just made library entries. And the idea is, it's like Media Matters, but the idea is that these things can act as conversation starters. Hmm. So we tag them with different ideas and different issues that, you know, people come to therapy with, but also beyond like a clinical setting, also things that maybe it, it might be hard for parents to talk to their kids about something. But I think that if it comes up in a show or in some sort of media that they like, it might be easier to to talk about. And I think, you know, it works a lot for teachers too to to be able to address some of these things in the classroom. So that's been the idea. And in the background, we've we've been we have a form where we do a lot of this behind the scenes. So we watch something and then we have this form that we fill out and we kind of catalog them. And we've had people in the past that there's actually a form for listeners and and I'll put that in the show notes for them to fill out and and give us suggestions. And we've gotten a few over the years, I guess over the past two years. And then I built a wiki, like I took the actual Wikipedia uh, code and I created our own version for the GT library. Ooh. And it was wonderful and it was great. And I, I was very optimistic and I said, I'm going to open it up for anybody who wants to contribute to do so. You can just make your own account and contribute. And what ended up happening was that thousands of bots contributed and basically basically brought down um, our entire server, which was hosting all of our podcasts and all of our websites. Oh, no. And yep, yep. I upgraded the server and and, uh, started paying more money and it didn't fix the problem. And eventually I realized, oh... It's uh, it's been overrun by bots, and it, it was so overrun that I could I could barely salvage it. And I don't know if 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 I could have salvaged it or if I was just so frustrated that I just hit the delete key. <laughs> but I killed the site um, and tried to save it, but I I was unable to rebuild it the same way. And that was that was about a year ago now. So that's where the GT library is in in that sense. So what we decided last year was that. GT Radio would become like the flagship conversation show where I could talk with wonderful people who are really smart like you guys. And then the library entries would be their own mini episodes, kind of, you know, nothing longer than a Steven Universe episode. <laughs> Something that's, and, and the idea is that it will be full of resources. So moving forward, I don't want to remove that completely from here. So what I'm thinking is that every now and then maybe um, one of us will, will bring up a library entry. Or when we're talking about media matters and, and doing that segment, we might have a moment where, like, if you hear somebody say, oh, that might make a good library entry. Like, that's what we mean. We think that, oh, we could take that one step further and put that in our, in our resource library that people could then use as, again, the, the, the core of it is conversation starters. But the GT library is meant to be like a resource library in, in general. So Lara is in charge of that. I, I put her in charge of the library a while back. and uh, I was going to say, you didn't just volunteer her while she's at Wonder Gun, did you? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's uh, the ultimate way to delegate work. Delegate mm-hmm. it to the person who's not here. When you're not here, <laughs> you get assigned work. That's your punishment. So, so I just wanted to give that quick update on the library because it's something that I've talked a lot about. And kind of what, one thing that I've, that I've done is I've made it, the, the biggest parts of it, a milestone on our Patreon. So I'm in a way kicking that can down the road a little bit because it is a lot of work, but 
I definitely, it's something that Lara and I talk about constantly. And it's like, we'll watch a movie or we'll do something. And just the same way that, that all of us here are like, oh, you see Media Matters? We, uh, <laughs> we're like, oh, that's a library entry. We should do this. And our spouses are aware. They're like, oh, that, that would be a good library entry. So we'll bring that into the, the conversation on this show, hopefully. Do you guys have any questions about this GT library? So we've never talked about it. I've got a question. If people want to get a good sense of what the library is like, is there a, a good representative example they can go to? Like, for example, if these people might be hosts on GT Radio and want to experience <laughs> this, which one should we listen to? <laughs> um, so the GT library actually has its own feed, its own podcast feed. So you can go to your your podcast app of choice and look up Geek Therapy Library and you'll find a very lengthy conversation between me and Lara talking about the the library and what it is. And then we have actually recorded episodes for that podcast, those mini episodes. I just haven't edited them yet. <laughs> but they're they're there and they will be added to the feed. So right now if you listen to to that feed, it's a it's an older episode of Geek Therapy where we kind of lay it all out. Cool. It's probably the best place to go. Yeah. You shouldn't look up GT Library because GT Library brings some Georgia library. Tech Library. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, like... I am doing the exact same thing you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It should be the second one then, right? You have to actually type in Geek Therapy. Yeah. Geek Therapy Library will bring it up. <clears throat> okay. It's coming soon. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. coming soon. The first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. It should have been there a long time ago. It's okay. So my, my YouTube channel is a uh, quote unquote updated weekly. Um, mm-hmm. yep. Does it still say that on the ad- banner? It still says that it's, it's take it as an aspirational goal. It's weekly adventures. If you come back every week and watch it, a, and it is a weekly. Video. Yeah, yeah. You might have to watch the same adventure every week yeah. <laughs> for a while, <laughs> but they are uh, weekly adventures. Yeah, guys. I mean, this is something that at some point, there, I've had, I've told Lauren. I'm pretty sure I've told you this. Where I'm like, I'm, I'm afraid you're taking on too much. Like maybe me. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I want. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to do so many more things than I have spoons for. But you know. Yeah. <laughs> like even just with the geek therapy, I'm like, are, are you sure? Like. <laughs> I really? love geek therapy. Um. So you can imagine. Uh. I. We have the Slack, and there are so many secret channels that, that that most people can't see. And I'm I'm having so many different conversations and working on so many different things at once. Um, I love it though, but uh, you know, sometimes there's some things you don't you don't follow through with. And uh, I I hope we reach that uh, Patreon pledge mark so that the sci-fi <clears throat> the sci-fi show gets started because uh, I I want to participate in that. Yeah, yeah, I can I cannot wait to to do that. I've Ali, since when have I been talking to you about that? Years, show? years. Yeah, I think I've it's been seen like, the secret logos. Yeah, it, it's a, you saw it as it evolved as I kept uh, making the cover. Yeah, it, it wasn't. I, it wasn't years. It was about a year. I it saw was, as the logo colors were inverted and then inverted back. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've seen, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I really really want to do that. And again, like that is that is once that starts, that's a whole other group of seasonal shows. Um, and I've got this whole thing with writing. I don't know. Um, one thing I did want to mention before we, we finish this is that I read a book recently called The Motivation Myth. It talked about, it cited some research. I didn't look at the actual um, research paper, but it cited some research that said that when people talk about the thing that they want to do, they're less likely to actually end up right. doing it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Because 
in some weird way, you already feel accomplished by talking about it. And so I'm not going to talk about anything else that, <laughs> that I'm cooking up <laughs> because I want, I want them to come into the world. I want them to be real. What's a bit more helpful is, is thinking about what are the things inside of you that might get in the way of uh, accomplishing that goal. Well, that's like a, a, an additional piece to it. Right. They're just like, yeah, yeah, I think. Okay, so let's do some question queue. Question queue. So there's two questions that I've had for a long, long time and are kind of interesting. And I figure today, today's a good day. Feels like a good question queue day. What is the question queue, Ali? Question queue is a place where you can ask your question, have it enter into a queue, and then it'll be answered here on GT Radio. And easy way to do it is go to geektherapy.com slash QQ. That's the letter QQ. And you can submit your question into the queue. Okay, so this is kind of a long one, okay? This was by Lainey Larson on Twitter. And she responded to a tweet where Geek Therapy was asking for any questions wanted, um, you know, for us to discuss on the show. And she said, I just read a fascinating thread about fiction analysis and the urge in a fandom to want everything to be completed. Hmm. If interested, would love to know your thoughts. So she linked to that thread. And I'll read to you a little bit uh, of that thread. It's um, by someone who is at Bombsfall. And he said, we need a name for a thing I'm about to describe. I need a name for it, at least. I'm sure there's a name for it. There's a modern or at least louder in modern era tendency in both fiction and the interpretation of fiction that every narrative be some sort of very specific kind of hyper literal puzzle box that can be solved by wikis and lore and clues. And that this is, in fact, the goal of fiction to create such a thing, the raw materials for this after the fact puzzle solving. Hmm. All aspects of a work must be read hyper-literally so that they can all be made into puzzle pieces. Metaphors can't really exist except to further puzzle solving. All parts are gears, locks, or keys, essentially. I saw someone refer to this as wiki culture, but that's already a term. It's a good one for this, though. And there's more, but I think that kind of gets to the gist of, uh, of what he's saying. And I'm, I'm curious, right, because what, what he's saying is that that's, what, that's his observation. He sees that a lot of people feel that way. I'm curious if you guys feel that way. And to be honest, this, was, this post was made a long time ago. I don't know if it was resolved. <laughs> I just have this from a while back. But uh, I thought it would be interesting to, to talk about. Any thoughts, guys? Lauren, I'm, I'm really curious what you have to... Uh, yeah, I, I kind of want to hear, hear your opinion about this first. <laughs> okay. Okay, so there's, mm-hmm. there's a couple of ways that I'm thinking about this. One is that... Um, in, in some of my classes where I've studied uh, narrative and narrative design and how human brains uh, basically work around, around stories and, and storytelling. And so it makes sense that there is this drive to get to a end point because that means like the story arc has completed, you get the satisfaction of, of the ending. On the other hand, fandoms exist. And people make their own fan art and fan fiction and come up with stuff, you know, in their head in the shower. And it maybe doesn't exist in the form of, you know, additive content in the, you know, extended universe or what have you. But um, people will return to and, and, and work through things that they are interested in and 
I like what you said there, Lauren, about um, fan fandoms and fan culture, because I think that's part of what has made this um, w- part of what has changed our relationship with these stories. Josue, um, as you were talking about this, the, the biggest example that came to my mind was Lost. And um, Lost is a show that established I think it was doing two different things. One is it was a show about these characters and um, these characters that you really um, uh, get drawn into their stories. At the same time, it was a story about these larger questions, these mysteries, and um, trying to understand things like why is there a snoke, snoke, uh, a snoke monster? Yes, I'll leave. why is there a snoke monster loose on this island? Why is there a smoke monster on the island? This polar bear, all that kind of stuff. And as that show wrapped up, some people were unsatisfied with the ending, and um, I kind of thought like it was okay. But then. As I was following it on on the internet and different websites and Twitter and different you know communities online, there was uh, the response became so much stronger and so much more negative, and my opinion started to get shaped and warped about Lost. And I haven't revisited it, but um, initially, as the show ended, I thought it was like okay, and then as time has gone on, it's become this this larger thing that I didn't really feel but um so much of it is like people were unhappy with how the mysteries were solved what the answers were what wasn't solved all the kind of stuff that I think this question is getting to well I think that loss is an interesting example of people not liking how it was like I think people I hear that a lot of the complaints about loss are that it it did explain everything and I almost feel like people would have preferred again this is just like the the negative uh, reactions that i've seen i think they would have preferred that it not all be answered because that way it, it would have been open to interpretation and that's a whole different kind of thing but maybe maybe if if what this uh this thread is talking about is true maybe the creators felt that or some or someone forced them to be like no you need to have a conclusion you need to have an answer you can't just leave it like, are they dead or aren't they dead? You know, like, is did they really time travel or not? Like, is this happening or not? You need to give them a definitive, a definitive answer. Yeah, interesting. And, and Damian Lindelof has had some great interviews as as the show's ended about the pressure that he and the other writers felt to have those answers and provide that to the fandom and the community. And I think if you go a few decades back. Um, and the uh, community of fans didn't necessarily have the voice that they do now with the internet. Um, I don't think writers felt the kind of pressure and the immediate heat that you get from the internet so frequently. Um, I don't know. I'm having a hard time remembering examples that go farther back where there were big mysteries, but less internet, maybe X-Files, but now, you know, that shows back on the air too. Um, Twin Peaks, maybe. Twin Peaks, but that's also back, right? (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I, it's, I think so much of it is because of that fan community, as Lauren was saying. I got to say, though, um, it, it's kind of like um, when you when you hear a song, but it's incomplete and it gets stuck in your head. And some of the research on getting an earworm out of your head is just to listen to the song again. Um, sometimes I feel that way with a book or with a movie or episode if I stop it halfway. 
it's kind of frustrating and I really want to get back and, and bring it to a completion. Um, so I definitely have felt that in my life with just single episodes or with books or things that I get pulled into and I, and I need to know what happens. Um, I felt that way when I was reading, um, Ready Player One. Well, I was listening to the audiobook, but um, I, I really wanted to know what happened next. I was really kind of stuck. I felt that way with The Martian, too. In one of my classes, we read a book called Convergence Culture uh, by Henry Jen- Jenkins, uh, which sort of talks about, um, you brought up Lost, and it talks about Lost as as an example of this sort of uh, convergence of, of media where the internet is basically changing the way that we interact with media and what our expectations of interaction are. Um, the book also sort of discussed about how, you know, back before the internet and everything, uh, people still did this kind of, like, fandom stuff. It just, it was much harder to, like, find the audience of other people who wanted to, you know, cover the same things. Uh, and so, like, having access to the internet, is it sort of changes the way that we interact with cre- content creators, but it also makes more people into content creators. Yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. It's I keep coming at it from from both directions. Is people want they want to participate and keep things going, but they also want conclusions and and you know finality and the ability to move on to other other interests. When I think about video games, like I played basically every second of Fallout Three. Like I went into every room, I picked up all of the items, I you know, I did I did all of the stuff and it's like that game is it, it is done for me. I I did it. So now I can play other games. But there was definitely like there's still things that it's like I'll see and it'll remind me of something Fallout Three and I'll kinda go back there and think about my characters that I role played in those spaces and everything. So it's not it's not completely done with me yet, I guess. One of the things I'm wondering about with this is, can we accept some of those conclusions, though? Um, So often we'll get to the end of something and we want more. I felt this throughout my childhood with Back to the Future. I always wanted another Mm -hmm. Back to the Future movie. And for many years, I was resigned to believing that... Uh, Return of the Jedi was the last Star Wars we'll see. And then I believe that episode three was the last Star Wars we'll see. And now there's more. And so I think on both sides of, of fandom, we have a hard time also accepting conclusions. And we want to see more from the characters we love, from the franchises we love, from the video games we love. And then also from a lot of these um media conglomerates uh, they want to make more money from franchises that are pretty established so while we want conclusions and we want definitive answers sometimes when we even get those answers like the death star explodes and the empire is gone actually we want more um so i I don't know how to negotiate those things yes you're saying it's not that we want it to be completed we just want more of the thing is that what you're saying? We want more of the thing that we love. Yeah. I, th- I think it's definitely people want to reach like their satisfaction point, and that's going to be different for different people, right? Yeah. I mean, like, so some for example... Pe- some people are satisfied just watching the Star Wars movies. Some people are not satisfied unless they have all of the comics and the, the books right. and the young adult novels and the yeah. toys and the, 
decals and, and all the stuff. <laughs> like they need it. They need it all. They need to get you know check the fan pages every day to see if the new chapter of their favorite fan fiction is up. You know, it's like it's like they're not satisfied by what they have already. Is they want more. If the decals are canon, then yes, I need, <laughs> I need the decals. Canon decals. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's weird. Like Star Wars. Are people satisfied now that we saw the end of Luke Skywalker? Which technically <laughs> no, isn't true. People are not satisfied. <laughs> or I mean, Ray, like finding out who's Ray's parents are. There is a lot of dissatisfaction there um, in the internet community about everything. But uh, <laughs> but like, so Luke Skywalker's story is over, so it's completed. Which is not true because of Force Ghosts. Right. So he could appear forever, yep. um, over and over again. Until they explain like the the time limit on. See, now I'm falling into that hole, right? Like, <laughs> like, like, because because okay, well, you what, know, I'm what are the rules is around this? You're writing fan fiction right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like I I continued Back to the Future. Also, my one of my favorite movies is The Matrix. That moment when Neo like flies at the end, like that fueled my imagination for years. Mm. And <laughs> and that world is like so full of, of stuff, right? And then by the time you get to the second and third movies, you realize like, oh shit, like they could do a trilogy about every single, like all the other seven versions of uh, of the Matrix. And there's all these different things. Like every nook and cranny, you could you could fill it uh, with something. Josue, uh, the Matrix is a perfect example of this. Perfect, perfect example. That, that was of- in my textbook too. Lost in <laughs> Matrix, <laughs> right. Survivor, and The Bachelor. Those were... Oh yeah, nice. Off the top of my head, nice. Like the Matrix, <laughs> I, I know it's one of your beloved trilogies, um, Josue. Mm-hmm. You, we've talked about this off air a lot about the Matrix. And the second movie, you get the answers. So many of the answers that the first movie isn't about, but the first movie does raise the questions of, well, how did this world come to be? How did the humans find themselves in this place? How did the machines take over? We get those answers, and then there was so much dissatisfaction with that and with the way it was done and i think part of not this here. i know i know i know and i'm not <laughs> and i'm not yucking your yum at all um i think the dragon ball z inspired fight in the third movie is amazing i love that um rain fight sequence um i i think part of this is a lot of the stories we love we love the characters the conflict and the journey and the emotions that all that evokes along the way you you learn certain things and questions arise, but those might not be the the focus of the story. The um, A New Hope, Clone Wars is is mentioned, but that's not the focus of the story at all. The story's about Luke and his journey and the Empire and the Rebels. Um, but as fans, we sometimes um, cling on to those uh, <laughs> to those moments and kind of wonder, right? Wonder what, what they might be. And we might make a lot of that. And I think now we can sort of demand answers. And if we don't get them, we can create the answers and create our own media, as Lauren was saying. Here's your friendly reminder to check out Geek Therapy on Patreon. Patreon is a membership website where you can support your favorite creators online. Geek Therapy is there, and we have a few different membership options. For just $1, everybody gets access to the GT Book Club, which is a book club in name only because uh, we look at all sorts of different things. For the month of March, we're taking a look at Take Your Pills, a brand new documentary on Netflix, which is very interesting. It's about Adderall and how people use it, not just for its intended purposes. 
the way the book club works is that we come up with a secondary podcast episode and then other members can talk about it and contribute and you can even call in and give your feedback on whatever it is that we're talking about every month. And if you join this month, you'll get access to everything from the months before. It's only our third month. We're still learning, but it's a lot of fun. Check it out. You get access to extra stuff and it helps Geek Therapy continue to grow. So for more information, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy. I think the, I don't know, like the elephant in the room for me is Game of Thrones. So mm. literally people have been waiting for the next book for 10, 15 years. <laughs> yes. Right. It's been, it's been a long time. People talk about this, right? What if, what if, what if George R. R. Martin dies? Like then we'll never get the end of that story. I, I got to tell you, Josue, it doesn't matter. People are there. There's going to be disappointed people no matter what. Mm-hmm. If the book no, gets no, written, no. if the book doesn't Always. get put out, if somebody else finishes it, if it's exactly what I want it to be, probably 65% of other readers are going to be mad. So it's just no, no one's going to be happy. Well, but, but, that is, but that's like qualitative a qualitative review of the outcome because there's a different feeling of actually reaching the end than being satisfied with the end. I think those are two separate things. Yes. I think that if if we never get the next two books, right, then oh, it'll be very please. different than if we get to the end. Don't and, say that. And people, you know, and then we can talk about what we like and don't like about them. That's very different. Um, this is, it's, it's so weird, right? So many people waiting for that next chapter didn't get it. And then they had to watch the next season and, uh, you know, uh, the TV show to see beyond where the books were written. And th- this is a story that has an end. We just can't see it. I think there are a lot of things that don't have an end. Like, like uh, comic books, for example, comic books don't have an end. No, they never, these, end. these characters last f- forever potentially. And when they die, we know that they can and will come back. And there are story arcs, and we want to see the end of a particular story arc. I mean, it's really interesting to see that um, over the years when there have been times when uh, there have been changes in the the writing and and art team, and then a an arc just like doesn't doesn't get finished, and then many many years later, somebody comes back and does it because the fans wanted it to be completed, and. And there's something about canon versus fan fiction too, right? Like we, there's so much fan fiction out there about so many different things, but there's also canon, right? There's like the the real thing, and so people don't accept the real thing, and and they like certain fan fiction better. Uh, it's complicated. <laughs> I think yeah. a good example of this are just uh, TV shows that are canceled, um, and yeah. they might be canceled kind of in in the middle. Um, Josue, what was the uh, the TV show you and I liked um, about the DC? It was set in the DC universe. Powerless. Powerless. Yeah, so good. Oh, I loved I loved that show so much. It was so funny. The characters were so earnest and and just nice. Well, the, the, our lead was so earnest and nice. Um, and then it was just canceled right in the middle. I, they didn't even air one of the episodes until um, until later. Um, it's it's really frustrating when that happens. And that wasn't a show that was full of mystery boxes. It wasn't something like um, Firefly, for example, that was also canceled. And there was this larger story, and it just kind of ended in the middle. And still, we got a movie that kind of had and graphic novels and graphic novels that sort of filled in some of the lost details there. But um, it's it can be quite frustrating as a fan when you're invested in the show, you love the characters, and then right in the middle, it's just over. I saw an article this week where they were saying that in Avengers Infinity War, the TV characters will not make an appearance. 
It's just not going to happen. And like that bums me out because <laughs> this is this is a the idea that it's all connected um, has been there since day one. And every time they add a new show, it's like, oh, this exists in the same world. Mm. But now it's it is getting kind of ridiculous where it's like, okay, they exist in the same world, but they won't even mention the other events that are happening in the world. So it 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 feels very disconnected. And something like just a panning shot of like these different people just looking up into the sky of the spaceship arriving would would do so much to appease I think that this this part of uh fans that do want everything to click and fall together into place and and be connected uh somehow. I don't know. I'm kinda of bummed about it. But I'm I'm definitely a sucker for that stuff. Uh if it's canon, like I wanna know I wanna know everything. I wanna read the prequel comic. I wanna read the story about the guy in the back of that one scene from the deleted scene like I, i'm just i love that stuff but, i've been uh i know we it's been a while since we talked about star trek discovery but the star trek discovery starships collection just came out and my wife got me the uh, first two starships for my birthday which um she's amazing but what's cool about it is they have these booklets that have um canon kind of material but then also behind the scenes material and one of my favorite things that i i loved is uh they interviewed the starship designers and the designers said well we're thinking about this era and we wanted to have a lot of different starship designs and the idea was the federation was just founded about 50 years ago and they haven't quite figured out what species technology is going to become the dominant technology in Starfleet. And so they're experimenting with the more Vulcan kind of designs or the Andorian designs or the human designs. And that's why these starships look so different. That's why the Shenzhou looks so different from the Discovery, looks so different from the, you know, whatever other ship there is. Um, And I just loved that little piece of knowledge that tied together how the show looks and feels. I'm, I'm a sucker for that stuff too. I don't know how I feel. How do I feel about wanting things to be completed? I guess, I guess I do. I guess I prefer it. I definitely rather have an ending. Completion is so in the eye of beholder too. Um, Josue, you alluded to my old podcast <laughs> a few weeks ago and that podcast kind of ended. It didn't have a final episode. It just wrapped up. We we always talked about recording a final episode, but then we also wanted to leave it open-ended in case we do new episodes. And so there is no end, but that is the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, but I mean, I mean, I think obviously this this deals more with like um, the idea of a narrative, right? Your your show didn't have a narrative going through. There wasn't. There wasn't a story arc. No, but we have gotten complaints from um, from our listeners saying, hey, if you're going to end it, can you at least give us one last episode? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you did get a last episode. It was the last episode. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. But we didn't intend it to be the last episode. We never said this is the final episode. So, you know, I, th- I think conclusions are so in the eye of the beholder, in the eye of the listener, the reader, the watcher. Yeah, like... Like Roseanne is coming back. Right? Oh yeah, like, yeah. Um, we've got Fuller House. We've got all these shows that are picking up where the where the other shows left off, which Ro- is which, which is really interesting. Roseanne <laughs> is just going to disregard a big part of its finale to make the series continue. Is that true? Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, I don't I don't know. I never I never One of the main characters dies in the last episode. And they're just like completely disregarding that to make the show. Who died? John Goodman's character. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> They're That's just like he's definitely in the commercials for the yeah. new season. So. Yeah, <laughs> they just make just make him a zombie. It's uh, the Walking Dead crossover. It's right. great. Everybody has a good time. Well, the so, Roseanne Walking Dead crossover. That would be something to see. This is one of those things where um, you know people. Uh, some people are hoping that Disney will somehow delete the Last Jedi from canon. Right? There's oh a. There's gosh. a. There's a petition for that, Blah. and and uh, <laughs> it's it's funny that people even ask that because I remember when I watched X Men Three, <laughs> I was I was so offended by everything that that movie did, I did not like it. And then a few years later, we get X Men Days of Future Past, and it literally deleted X Men Three from canon. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it's, that's why that movie is one of my favorite movies of all time because it did that. Me too. I love it. Yeah. And and it was so incredible to, to see something like that happen. Um, kind of like Superman Returns was supposed to kind of uh, be a continuation of the Christopher Reeve films and, and ignore three and four. Like we're, we're starting to see things like that where we don't even care. Like even if it's done, even if we had an ending, like, yeah, John Goodman died in the finale. It doesn't matter now because we can just kind of rewrite it. And But yeah. I don't think that that's completion, right? I think that that's just continuation, what? which is – very different. There very was different. Um, I heard this on another podcast uh, a long time ago, and they said um, this is on Mission Log, the podcast. They said canon is a it's a tool, it's not a prison. It, it's something that is there to help you tell your stories, and that's that was the philosophy of one of the hosts there. And I, I think I think audiences are sophisticated enough to handle something like Days of Future Past that does a lot of funny, interesting stuff with canon. And, you know, if if people want more of it, um, they'll disregard John Goodman's death in Roseanne, yeah. Now, the X-Men universe is, they, they don't give a shit about, about <laughs> canon anymore. Um, it is, it's fantastic. And and Deadpool points it out very, very clearly <laughs> um, in his movies. But the the idea of canon is a relatively recent invention mm. because, you know, before we had the Internet, before we had, you know, a extremely high rate of literacy, before we had written language, like people told stories to each other and how how you heard the story was how you heard the story. How you tell the story is how you tell the story. Uh, you don't you don't own it any more than you own any other part of your culture. It it belongs to everybody. But but there are rules, right? That like something about the rules does bother me. I think uh, when we talked about <laughs> heroes last week, the reason why I didn't like heroes into the I guess it was end of the second season, maybe third season, yeah. is that they started throwing out the original rules that they yeah. established. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, wait a minute, but if we, the appeal of this world was this that happened right now. <laughs> I'm, not, and now I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that <laughs> the idea of there being a way is... I'm saying it's <laughs> bad. I'm saying Heroes Series uh, 2 is, is bad. <laughs> I don't uh, want to yuck and someone else's yuck, but... Yeah, no, I definitely stopped watching in the third season. Well, so, but it's that thing, like, we have these rules. You can't just, like, one thing is canon, right? But another thing is the actual rules of the universe. Like, you can't have holograms in, yeah. in Star Trek Discovery. 
Yeah, it's just that, but, it's just... but respect how much of that is coming from your own experiences and the other media that you've consumed in your lifetime specifically. Totally. And, and, I, and... I, I, I think this is where we also should point out that the word canon also comes from like religious canon. <laughs> like, yeah. What is, Lauren, you were talking about like the written language and how that started to change some of this. And it is related to religious rules and what's considered to be a part of of scripture and, and things like that. And that gets to Josue, what you're saying that, well, like, no, this is what's been established. And so how can you do this if it's out of that? And then Lauren, you're talking about like, well, your experience, your media. So I, I think so much of this is also like generational and where you come from and what, what feels like a sacred part of that story to you. And, um, yeah, Absolutely. all of this stuff gets so interesting and so complicated and so much fun to discuss. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you, Lainey, for that question. I'm not sure if we answered it <laughs> you wanted, but you definitely got our thoughts. <laughs> we answered something. On, I don't know what we answered. That, um, yeah, we We were answer adjacent, at least. <laughs> she just wanted thoughts from us. We had thoughts. <laughs> okay, so we'll cut a little short this week. Uh, Lara's not here. So let's do our key therapy segment for the week. Um, what happened this week that uh, was like geek therapy for you, or maybe you have a suggestion for our listeners? Ali, what you got? It was a pretty busy week. I didn't really watch or experience much, but I, I will say that I watched Justice League. And Josue, you were kind of teasing this a little bit earlier. And um, I didn't get a chance to watch it when it originally came out. Um, it's a little bit harder for me to watch movies now with a little girl at home. Also, you had no interest whatsoever because you hated Batman v Superman. Well, I I, I didn't I didn't like <laughs> Batman v Superman. Um, there's a few things I liked about it, and um, I Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was good. I I honestly <laughs> I did like the I, I liked a lot of the the ideas, the larger idea. I think there was a lot of meat and ambition in that movie. Um, but I wanted to watch Justice League because I, I I support these characters. I I want to support superhero movies, and I just wanted to see this thing that everyone was talking about. But this was also the first movie I saw. As we have done uh, the first, well, after besides Black Panther, the first superhero movie I've I've watched since doing this podcast, and I gotta say that like thinking about Don't Yuck My Yum and thinking about the conversations we've had, I, I did experience that movie in a different way. Um, it was my favorite. I was definitely bored at parts of it, but that raw criticism that I might otherwise have wasn't there as much because I was thinking about all the people that love it and love seeing these characters that they care about so much come together. And I was like, well, that's cool. I'm, I'm really glad this movie is out there and a lot of people connected with it in, in this way. I didn't connect it with it in that way, but that doesn't, I don't want to take away from their experience. I don't want to like, you know, do that. So why is that? Why am I mentioning that in geek therapy? I, I think because our conversations have helped me to be at a place where I'm, a bit less judgmental and a a bit less critical of these experiences than I might have been in the past. And it's easier to be your friend. (laughs) (laughs) You know, part of me was like, oh, I'm going to tweet about this. But I was like, oh, no, there's so much negativity out there on Twitter. I I don't want to contribute to to like more negativity on the Internet. That's a good point. I mean, that's probably that might be like a conversation for another day. 
But there have been times when I've seen my friends tweet like so negatively about things. I'm like, like why? Why are you adding to to the fire? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, t- Twitter's already pretty bad as it is. Why do you, Why do you got to do that? I think if you've got a, and I think Lorton, you mentioned this, like calling out, um, like inhumanity, calling out misogyny, calling out these kind of things. If you've got something new and additive to say that's important say it i don't think i had anything new or important um to say in the public conversation about justice league so i kept my mouth shut (laughs) the internet appreciates it lauren what you got i missed gdc this year but i very briefly earlier today uh went up there to pick up a book that i won in a raffle the Gamer's Brain by Celia Hodent, which Ooh. talks about uh, neuroscience and user experience uh, and game design. I've seen her talk in person. She yeah, she's, she's really good. Yeah, she's great. She's yeah. great. I, I'm a big fan. And so she she got me a copy of her book and she signed it for me. I was very happy. Cool. Um, that was that was a big a big happy moment for me. Definitely something I'm gonna reference for school and onward in my life. Uh, but while I was there, I couldn't help myself. I also picked up two other books. <laughs> um, I picked up Moral Combat by Patrick Markey and Chris Ferguson. Mortal Combat or Moral? Moral, moral com- and Combat is spelled with a C. Whoa. It's uh, Why yes. the War on Violent Video Games is Wrong. What a Christopher- great title. Oh right? Gosh. Oh Chris Ferguson, it's, it's we've good. we've interviewed him I on know. the podcast. Awesome right. guy. Yeah. He's he's great. But yeah, it's um it's interesting cuz I, I I absolutely want to do video game research, but I don't want to do violent video game research or aggression or addiction or obesity. I feel like the negative sides of video games are well covered. I want to talk about the positives of video games. That's what I'm interested in. But I got this book because I feel like it's a really good resource and I can just point to it and then tell people like i'm not going to talk to you about that dumb thing that you just said about violent video games i'm not going to talk about it read a book (laughs) Uh, uh, and then i also got a book called values at play in digital games by mary flanagan and helen nissenbaum um, which sounds pretty cool and talks about uh how our values affects the the our our social moral political values and, and video games the media we create and play and and everything it sounded really interesting very cool i got a bunch of books i don't, I don't have any time to read yay yeah. <laughs> you know what they're gonna look awesome on your shelf though they are they'll go really well with all of my other video game and psychology mm-hmm. books that you've never read <laughs> i've read most of most them, of them. <laughs> you know you can also read a few chapters and yeah, so you yeah. Read it. That's that's my style. I definitely there are there are some that are like um, essay books, and so it's like I'll read a handful of the essays that I, really stand out to me, and I'm going to count that as reading the whole book, even if I didn't technically read the whole book. <laughs> but yeah, I love books. <laughs> Josue, what do you got? Yeah, what's your thing? So th- this has been a, a really good week. Um, and I don't know if I'm just in the mood where like I'm 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 picking it up more, but like that moment when Ali, you just said like I watched the movie and I think our conversations have made me look at it differently and add less negativity to the world. That makes me feel really good. That makes Aww. me feel like maybe our podcast is doing some good in the world. Maybe someone else feels the same way. 
And then to hear Lauren say, you know what? I'm sick of all that negativity uh, in the gaming research. I want to I want to talk about the positive effects that, that games have. I'm like, yes, this is my people. This is my <laughs> tribe. You know? Yeah. And and like the Facebook group, the Geek Therapy Facebook group has been on fire this week. And we've received so much feedback along those lines that has been super validating, right? Like Geek Therapy has been a project that's been around for years. And the reason it exists is because... Like I, I want it to be a celebration of some things. I want it to have a positive effect. And sometimes you're doing something and you don't get any any feedback, so you don't know if it's having the the intended effect. But this week, I've been bombarded by it, and it feels really, really good. General pro tip: like if you like something that somebody's doing, let them know. A cashier, someone who you know, your bus driver, whatever. Let them know because it makes their day. Oh, and it it's always so feels makes good. their day. <laughs> it feels really, really good. And uh, a lot of things have made um, my my day this week. I've had mul- multiple days made <laughs> this week. <laughs> it's been Yay. it's been really, really good. So that's great. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you want to like partake in some of those like conversations and meet other people who are, I don't know, like again, like this this, this tribe that has been forming of of people who who share a lot of these opinions, check out the Facebook group, join our Discord. Oh, we added somebody to the stream team. So like before recording this, I was on Twitch streaming and it was so much fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. Like the future feels very bright uh, for Geek Therapy. Um, so it feels really good. And that's kind of like why I wanted to talk about the the library at the beginning because I I'm very optimistic about it. Um, it's one of those things where like some of the feedback we got this week, I, I contacted Lara and I was like, oh, we've like because last week I was like maybe maybe we shouldn't do the library anymore. Literally, like last week I told her, that. and then this week has been so like affirming. <laughs> I was like, Lara, we can never stop podcasting. We can never <laughs> kill the library. <laughs> we can never stop. <laughs> Oh yeah, so it's been it's been a good week. Uh, this was a good podcast. So Laura will be back next week. You can hear more episodes of Geek Therapy and and find out all the other stuff we're doing um, at geektherapy.com. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Therapy. Lauren is chicken at Chicken Dinosaur. Ali is at Ali Matu. I am at Jose Cardona. Laura, well, she's not here. She's at Geek Therapist on Twitter. And yeah, like in the in the show notes for this episode, you'll find links to all of our stuff and. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. For more about Geek Therapy and our other podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider supporting us for as little as $1 a month at our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash geektherapy.